Hi, it's Dory Farina, and welcome to the first ever episode of Slice, the podcast about getting real with real people on real topics that will inspire you to be your most authentic self. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am a marriage family therapist, life coach in Los Angeles for over 20 years. I have I also do classes and workshops in mindfulness and basically teach people about living their authentic life and to have quality of life and being their true self. That is primarily what I do along with being a full-time mom with two beautiful daughters, 8 and 13. So, why do I want to do a podcast? Because I feel that it's a great way to reach as many people as I can in bringing people together with interesting stories, interesting topics about life, all different parts of life, whether it's relationships, work, about yourself, about friendships, about spirituality, pretty much every topic, and hoping that it could be a medium for me to reach people and hopefully touch their lives with each story or each conversation that I have with a guest. So I was thinking about all the people that I wanted to have conversations with and how much I wanted to start this podcast for, I don't know, a long time now, maybe almost a year. Being that I've also figured out that I'm kind of a perfectionist and I like to do things, well, kind of perfectly and the best that I can, I, you know, took the route of consulting with people that are professionals and have, you know, a major podcast or they're in broadcasting or they produce podcasts or they produce all other kinds of, you know, uh, social media kind of stuff. And they were amazing and offered to help me and they sent me tons of information and tons of emails and texts about programs to get and recording things to download and things to upload to and what kind of mics to get and mixers and it was super great. None of it made any sense to me. <laughs> so, um, and then I would respond back with, what is that? Will I know if I'm, how do I know I'm downloading the right recording thing? Or how do I know that I'm uploading to the right thing? And, and do I have to have a website? I mean, I have a, do I, I had one for my business. Do I need one for this? And why do I need that? And who do I talk to? Whatever. So anyway, a year went by and <laughs> let's just say a year went by in my process. Basically, I realized I'm just too afraid to start that that's a big thing that gets in a lot of people's way is being afraid to start and being afraid to fail before you even start because I kind of already failed and already talked myself out of the fact that I can't even do it because I can't figure out the equipment. Uh, I had a little talk with myself a few months ago and said, you know what, you just have to know who you are and know what you're about, which is exactly what I teach people. And what I realized is, I'm the kind of person that when it comes to something that I don't know and I don't understand, I need help and I need to ask for help and I really need someone to hold my hand and I need them to explain it to me and show it to me and maybe a million times until I really, really get it. And I'm also very visual. So conceptual things coming through emails and texts and paperwork or forms is 
pretty much shuts me down and uh, makes me want to give up. So I don't know if any of you are like that, but that's how I am. And, you know, I realized I don't want something to stop me from doing what I want. And I don't want to be afraid to start something just because I can't figure it out. So I just have to admit how horrible I am at all these things and find the help that I need. So instead of asking all my friends that were in the business, I decided to just start asking people, hey, does anybody know of anybody, anybody in Los Angeles that has a podcast, like a normal podcast that could just show me how to do it and show me what they're doing? Surprisingly, a lot of people don't. But (laughs) um, I finally um, had a friend out here visiting from... Missouri. And uh, I said she was going over her friend's house. And I was like, Oh, my God, can you just ask any of your friends? Do you anybody like anybody will anybody at all if anybody knows anyone in this town that has a podcast? And she's like, Yeah, sure. You know, I think, you know, I think my friend Sam does. So make a long story short, the friend that she was going over that night was Sam Valentine. And she sure enough does have a podcast that she does with one of her friends and she put us in touch and Sam agreed to help me. (laughs) So she was very sweet and agreed to help me. And as we were, we, you know, we talked and text and we were trying to figure out what the best thing was. And then it basically came down to um, me saying, Sam, I need I need you to hold my hand and walk me through this entire process. You know, get me started. Otherwise, I will never, ever get it started. She said, like, what are you going to talk about? I think at some point she asked me and I was like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to have conversations with people. Not quite sure. I don't know. I haven't really got that far. And then we were making, we were trying to make plans. It is Los Angeles. And we were trying to make plans on when we could meet and, you know, have our first meeting. And the first few times we tried, it didn't work out. I reached out to her again, maybe like a month later, a few weeks later, and it happened to be that she was, they were recording their podcast the next day or a couple of days later, and she said, why don't you just come watch our podcast? And I was like, that's awesome, because then I could just see exactly how it's done. So it was very sweet of her. And I came and watched her podcast, which was great and fun, and during it, It made me think about just about how much worrying about getting it right and doing things the right way can get in your way. And it also it made me think about how much, you know, how much that has served me in my life and how many things I've done because of that. And I've accomplished a lot. But at the same time, um, it could also hold you back. And it was definitely holding me back. And I thought about how valuable it is to allow yourself to be imperfect. After watching and listening to her podcast, which was really fun, I was able to come up with my first topic, which was going to be the value of imperfection. And with that, I have Sam Valentine here to hold my hand, who has been holding my hand. And we were going to talk about the value of imperfection. And you know, she her podcast well, I'll let her tell you about it. Hi, Sam. Hi. She's here. How are you? Good. Here to hold your hand. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> glad that you're here. <laughs> uh, well, you provided the wine, so yeah, anytime. Of you know, so my podcast is called Not According to Plan, and it's called that because my co-host Scott and I's life have has not gone as we pictured it, and we're both 
in our late 20s, early 30s. And, you know, when you're younger and you picture your life, you make all these plans, you see it going a certain way. And, you know, even as no matter what age you are, you just see you have a mental plan no matter what it is. Right. And you want to strive for that. But probably it's not going to go that way. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. not. And the, I think the acceptance of that fact is kind of where the fun happens. Um, and so that's kind of what our podcast is based on. Um, you can find it on iTunes if you want to check it out. But Not according to plan. Not according to plan. Yeah, it's a cute little smiling picture of us It's so cute. Laughing. It's really cute. It's really – it was fun. I genuinely enjoyed – listening and watching and who was that guest on your show that day uh, was, Matt Corboy yeah. he's an actor too he was great he was a he's great storyteller he was great he was funny so yeah I so remember. that was kind of the thing that started us off and I also when I was like oh I'm gonna start a podcast and I I researched all these things and I was like okay I need this much money to get this set of mics because I don't do anything I'm very bad at doing things on a small level like, <laughs> when I was like, I'm going to be an actor. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be an actor. And so right. I graduated college and two days later I moved to LA. Like I was like, there's only one way to do all of the things and it is the right way. Right. And so, you know, it can be helpful in some ways, but it can also be defeating in some ways. And right. then it took me forever to just decide to record an episode. And so I got a microphone that plugged into my iPhone. And I went over to Scott's house and I was like, I got a bottle of wine. I got a thing of that low calorie crap ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're sitting down and gross. we're recording this. It's so gross. But in the first episode, god awful. It was so bad. Listening back to it now, god awful. But we had so much fun that I was like, well, this is it. This is what we're doing. Because you're having fun. Yeah, we were having right. a good time. We accepted like what we were doing. We didn't We didn't need to think of like the future, like sponsors or artwork or no, like Oh my anything. God, don't even. I can't don't even. Even. <laughs> I, can't even. <laughs> I don't know if any of these will ever get posted or like brought whatever you call it. Uh, Who knows? <laughs> I know. It's, it it's might a lot. live in this room. It's <laughs> You know, I would be, I would love that if I was just the only person who ever exists on this yeah. podcast. But that being said, <laughs> it was like, then eventually we got to the place where I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a microphone. I'm going to buy two. I'm going to, and then I contacted people I knew who, you know, knew sound equipment and slowly but surely I pieced everything together and we still don't have the best equipment, right. but we have a podcast with 23 episodes right now. It's great. Which is really cool. Yeah. So, And it's been such an adventure. And to go back and listen to the things you've created or to see something you've created is so cool. And I think the journey is the best part. So to the topic of imperfection, <laughs> we, we've run the gambit of it. But just starting was the hardest part. So I'm really glad you, I could be here. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank <laughs> oh, you. Um, what do you think? It, do you know what it was or what the moment was when – you were kind of saying like, I want to start a podcast and you know, you had your iPhone and like, what made you just go like, I'm going to go, I'm going to buy a mic. I mean, it's kind of my moment when I decided like, I'm going to just find somebody right. to help me. It was like, I'll just start it. I'll start this one, this first one. And who knows what will happen. And I'll just, I'll let it ride and see what happens. Yeah. I feel like there's always that moment where you build up to it and you're just like, Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. you're like, this is it. This is where I. Do you know that moment? Yeah. Do you remember that moment? I, we made plans and we canceled them twice as we do in LA. And then <laughs> I was like, that came to a third time and I was like, listen, if we don't do this tonight, 
I'm not recording with you. I'm not going to have a podcast <laughs> with you. I'm going to do something else. And we and he was like, okay. And we just kind of both lived in the moment that this was not going to be perfect. Right. We didn't have any talking points. Like you points. completely accepted. You're like, yeah. it's not going gonna, gonna to be imperfect. And I think it took some wearing down for us to be okay with that. I think right. that the time from the conception of the idea to putting it into practice was time of like wearing down the stone of like we had zero fucks left to give we just needed to do it it's just like I feel like any other task like you know cleaning out your closet or like going to the car wash like any little thing that you're like I need to do this I need to do this and eventually you're like screw it I'm just gonna find I'm just gonna make it happen right so in in the most unperfect way possible (laughs) and look at now 23 23 23 episodes or yeah, you don't call it episodes. Yeah, we call them episodes. Are you there? Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah, yeah, we call them episodes. We have twenty-three one-hour episodes. They're called episodes. I yeah. just learned that. <laughs> episodes. On I just our learned that in this moment. Mm-hmm. So anybody listening to this, if anyone ever listens to this, will be learning with me because also I thought, why not take people on this journey? Why not just show them? Because you know, I sit in my practice. I help so many people, whether I'm coaching, whatever I'm doing. And they oftentimes think, like, you never struggle with this. You've never gone through this. You know, things uh-huh. must come so easy for you. And I'm like, right. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> no, I work really, really hard for it. And when I have struggles, I do, I, I practice what I preach. I tell, I do exactly what I teach people to do. Yeah. You know, so I'm thought this will also be a way for me to be more vulnerable publicly and say, like, yeah, like, here it is. That's not hard. just this. Not that's, that's like really hard to do from like a standpoint of someone who instructs others, I feel like, to kind of show yourself as not being, you know, an A student in life. Not at all. My life's been pretty fucked up, actually. <laughs> Seriously. Not according to, not according to I could I could fill a season or many episodes of Not According to Plan. I'm telling you, you better watch but, out because we're going to put you in some guest star roles. I don't know. It'd be okay. I'd be, they'd be like, um, could you take that Dory off? Like, <laughs> how much, like, are you, do you want to let people in on like how your life is not according to plan? Because I feel like that's like, it's very private. Well, that's your show. Also, that's your- it's, 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 uh, it's very private, but like to show how, you know, it's not, not everything you see is perfect just because you help people who need help with certain things or who need coaching. It doesn't mean that like you're perfect. No, not at all. Yeah. I'm very imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is like, I guess I will expose myself naturally as it comes with, mm-hmm. you know, the situation. But I think it's a, it's a gift to be imperfect. It's, I mean, we're all imperfect, but it's, it's a, it's very freeing to kind of allow, I mean, for me, I'll just speak for myself, not other people, but for me, it's, it's been freeing because I feel like I've, I could talk myself out of this any minute. So this is a little out of my element, but something that I'm comfortable doing at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm comfortable talking with people. I'm not, this whole situation is new to me. So you know, maybe one day it'll be really easy and natural and then one day or I'll stop. I don't know. I really, I mean, the whole thing is that I don't even know. Cause usually, um, I'm probably more like people think, you know, I, I make a plan. I do my research. I do my homework. Hmm. I, you know, I can take an idea and bring it to fruition. And I am good at that. And, um, 
but there's also many places I've really failed and not everything always works out. So maybe things won't work out either, but this time I won't be trying so hard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the line. Maybe. I'm telling you, like zero fucks left to give. You're like, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the biggest thing is I don't feel like I have anything to lose. And that that's a really good feeling is that I don't know if I had anything to lose before, but I I had a belief that I did and I felt like I, I had stuff built up around it or I had ego built up around it and I had I had a story about myself, right? And the story you tell yourself. The I feel story like I tell myself. So yeah. And huge. it was just my story. I mean, there was nobody telling me otherwise but it's nice to break it down and to kind of go like that was just a story you know that it doesn't have to happen that way like I could you know I mean right now I'm in a place in my life where I'm rebuilding myself and kind of reinventing myself because my life has changed dramatically over the last year and a half you know and really thinking about like you know what do I want to do and what direction do I want to go in and this is something that seemed like very fun. It seemed like it, it involved a lot of things that I like to do. And I thought, you know, at least it would be fun. And if I can have fun with it, that'll be a gift within itself. Mm-hmm. So I don't even, I have no idea where it will go. It will go anywhere. But I thought, a bit as a starting point, I feel like it's got to be fun. And I'll, I'll put a lot of work into it and I'll think a lot about it. But I, I want to enjoy this and really not futurize it not really think about you know it's like I don't know where it will go and not be attached to that outcome just being free to kind of go with it can you imagine if like we put that what you just put on this podcast onto like tasks in our daily lives (laughs) (laughs) not a lot writing on it looking to have just enjoyment yeah not putting a lot of attachment to it not seeing only future just being present I know. That's good. That's good, right? <laughs> yeah, it's real good. And the crazy thing is that's what I teach people and that's how I live. And then, but I have to practice it myself. Yeah. Because it gets away from me too. How, I mean, like I don't always way. do it. I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I'm totally human. Like I'm, I'm fucking up all the time, mm-hmm. like all the time. Like what you said is how I want it, how I, how I try to be living all the time, but it doesn't. It doesn't always happen. Yeah. You know, and life happens and it gets so easier said than done. It's so easy. Such, said that than is done. I feel like that's the struggle is keeping it. Did you ever read the happiness project? No. Okay. There's a sentence in it where she talks about like being heavy is easy, being light is hard. Yeah. Like to be like very deep and very like burdened and very oh, like yeah. structured. She's like, that's what's easy. But taking a hard situation to being like, ah, oh, you know, everything's fine. She's like, that's that's the that's the struggle is to be light in all situations. And it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, when I hear that, I think it's taking away, like, I think about like to take away the expectations you have to take away. I mean, if you're really in the moment, you know, you're just, you're just there. Like we're just here and it is lighter in a way. Exactly. That's one thing I love about podcasting too, is that you put everything else away and right. you're just focused on having a conversation with someone for whatever amount of time. That is a gift in this world. It <laughs> Such is. Such a gift. <laughs> it is. And there's so much out there. There's just so much. I mean, we get inundated with ideas of what we want and what we should want and how we should be and what we should be 
expecting of ourselves. Yeah. You know, and especially living here in LA. I mean, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. I know this. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. This culture very well, but it's. That's a, that's a heavy burden in itself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a lot of expectations, you know, about a lot of things about success and how you look and I don't know success in how you look yeah it's pretty that's Los Angeles in a I nutshell mean, you're an actor I mean you know what oh yeah you've, you've experienced it everything I mean do you share a story with me about a time when maybe in acting where you just said fuck it and you kind of decided to just kind of be yourself more and you're able to be present and I mean I the thing that sticks out the most in my mind I guess is this I am very I'm like the girl next door I'm like the football player's girlfriend I'm very like genuine and like midwestern looking and I think feeling too I think she's beautiful (laughs) she's beautiful and super cute so don't let her fool you very kind of you but um I'm not I (laughs) I don't necessarily play like the sexy sexy role that's like the voluptuous woman like the very sexy like anyone can throw on a smoky eye and red lipstick and like look sexy but to be sexy deep down well, <laughs> you absolutely could. We'll get to that later. We'll do a makeover episode. <laughs> um, but well, we're going to do fashion next. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I want to listen to that. So I had an audition and it called, it was a commercial audition. It was like very sexy girl. And it was like tight skirt, cute this, you know, it's very. How do write that out by Oh way? my God. call sheet. Is it like. It's like, that's what it sexy? says. It just sexy says like girl. super sexy girl. It's very, it's like somebody's casting assistant like just took words from the script and just like tossed them down. It's t- they're super terrible. sexy girl. Yeah. It's terrible. It's all awful. So this one was like sexy, sexy, like short skirt, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ugh, fine. So I did what I was told. And I was right. like, I'm going to be exactly what casting wants because I want this job. So I put on that outfit and I put on that like, you know, in my, in my body. I was like, this is how I feel. I'm like that girl. And I walk into the waiting room and there's a bunch of girls sitting there and they are sexy, sexy, like big boobs. But how many people are waiting? I mean, there's probably like... Oh, there's probably like eight or ten girls when I got there, which means it was a badly run casting office, but they they were all waiting and they were all, you know, just being... Isn't that so much pressure too? It is. It's a lot. She's so freaked out? All the time. (laughs) All the time. But then I... I just think it takes so much courage to go on those auditions, like when there's all those people waiting for that one For one spot. One spot. It's a lot. But you kind of have to, you have to get to that fuck it point. Where you just you're have like, to go for it. Yeah, where you're like, well, there's no reason that I shouldn't be this person. There's no reason I can't be this job. There's no reason at all. So it should be me. So you kind of have to put that mentality on it. And then also, once you leave the room, you can't care anymore. So <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> you have to fall in love with it for a minute. And then you have right. to fall out of love with it immediately. So for this audition, I went in in that outfit and in, in the high, high heels and this and that. The smoky. And I, oh, the smoky eye for sure. Yeah. The red lip. I did it all. And I walked in and I was like, I, I don't feel right. I feel like I'm playing a character on TV, like I, which is not what it should feel like. It should feel like you're embodying it, not like pretending to be it. Right. So well, I was like, you know interesting. What? forget it. I was like, forget it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my thing. So I wiped off some of the makeup. I took the sandals that I wore from my car to the audition room, put those back on, and I went in the room like that. And I was myself completely. 
And I left the room and I was like, I, that's pretty much not at all what they were asking for. <laughs> <laughs> and I booked it. And you booked it. And I booked it. See, and what do you make of that? That I was the most genuine person they had met all day. Right. It's got to be it. Right. It's got to be it. And you were really in yourself. Like you were also really present, right? Yeah. Would you say that? For sure, because I wasn't trying to put anything on at that point. Right. Who knows? Maybe they just Perfectly liked my imperfect. voice. Perfectly <laughs> imperfect. Exactly. I went in completely imperfect for the role. And it turned out well. Now, that being said, so the girl next door, so the girl next door, every girl got the super sexy role, (laughs) sexy girl role, sexy, sexy. See, I mean, that's how. How does that happen, right? It's like you kind of. It doesn't necessarily make sense, but there is. But that's the value of it. That's the value of allowing yourself not to be perfect. Yeah, it was quite a lesson too. I love that. Thanks. Well, so on that note. (laughs) <laughs> on a sexy sexy on a note. sexy sexy note you could be the girl next door who also turns out to get the sexy role <laughs> thank you just by being yourself thank you I mean that would be the message right I mean if you were to have a takeaway of today it's about just getting started right moving forward being yourself just being you and doing you the best you can whatever whatever role you're taking on right yeah. but not and I like what you said. You said, you know, you don't want to, you know, it's funny because you're going for an audition, but you're saying you don't want to act like you're the role. You want to embody the role. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of goes, I think you could say that across the board in life. I think you don't want to, you know, you're kind of, you got to fake it till you make it sometimes. But I also think that like embodying the role of whatever it is, is you being authentic, you being you, everybody, everybody, yeah. you. It's from that place that you kind of figure it out and figure out what to do and where to go and ultimately make the right decision for yourself. Yeah, that's right? beautiful. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sam. <laughs> You're welcome. So, um, Sam, if people want to know more about you and your podcast, Not According to Plan, what? how do they reach you and... Is there a way to contact you or find out more about you? So we are uh, on iTunes, obviously not according to plan. We also have a Facebook page, not according to plan on Facebook. Um, And we kind of update everything in there pretty consistently. I am available at Sam Valentine on Instagram. That's kind of my, the one social media I do pretty consistently. Okay. And then I have an uh, an actor website that's not necessarily my website. It's kind of towards actors and creatives of all kinds uh one the number one broke actress.com cute <laughs> wait and what's your um partner the one that you do the oh, podcast? Scott Flannery Scott Flannery mm-hmm. okay yeah Flannery spelled like canary he's with an fl <laughs> he's great he's great all right well thank you so much thank you for having me we'll talk soon and Sam will be holding my hand the whole way through so don't think she's not here even if you don't hear her talking here all in right. spirit all right <laughs> Bye for now. Hi, it's Dory. And here's my afterthoughts of after speaking with Sam on imperfection. After recording this, I was thinking about it later that night um, and thinking about how oh, you know, I wish I would have said that or I should have done that or I don't know, like what am I doing? And I just started to – and I started thinking how 
easy it is to talk ourselves out of what we want to do and how easy it is to like judge ourselves and question ourselves and question what we want and what's important to us. Just how easy it is to just stop the whole process because of that. And then if that attaches to insecurity or self-esteem or anything, there's just so many things that can get in the way. And I reminded myself that how much I just wanted to do this for myself and that I'm not attached to the outcome, but I'm very much attached to the process and attached to the commitment of doing it. My commitment is six months, one episode a week. That is what I've committed to. That is what I'm holding myself accountable to. And whatever happens during that time is what happens. And I have no idea what's going to happen or what direction this will go or even if I'll finish because honestly, I doubt myself sometimes and there's a lot of life happening right now and like just like you have and people have stuff going on and to take something that's an idea and something that I just feel passionate about and called to do and just want to do because I want to do it because it feels like fun and it feels like a fun medium for me and a nice medium for me you know, it's like a luxury in a way. And I thought about how hard it is to stand by your intuition sometimes or your gut feeling or that thing in you that calls to you that says like, do that, do that. That little voice that just is telling you to listen, just listen. And what it's like to take an idea to fruition. And I've coached many, many people on visioning and taking exactly that, taking an idea and taking it to fruition and manifesting it and manifesting it from a place of intent and a place of love and integrity. I'm holding myself to that same accountability as well. And it just so happened that when I was putting my daughter to sleep, you know, we she picked her three books that I read to her before she goes to bed And one of the books she picked on her own is called What Do You Do With an Idea? I kind of got teary because I thought, wow, that is so synchronistic and yet so perfectly divine at this moment. And to have my seven-year-old just bring this book that in that moment I honestly did need to hear, even though it was just about me reading her story, but it wasn't. It was much deeper. And maybe some of you have ideas that you want to do or things that you've wanted to try to create or manifest or try in your life. And it all just starts with that one idea or that one intuition. I mean, most of the projects I've done or most of like when I started my nonprofit, it's called Building Community Without Walls or BCW2. And That just came to me in a vision, just an idea, which later became uh, a nonprofit organization for youth and with programs in the L.A. County charter schools on helping teens build self-esteem. 
through programs that we created. Just an idea started like that. And this is similar. And the only difference now is that I'm older and I have more responsibilities and I have more things to be accountable to. And I have a lot more things in my life that could become really legitimate excuses. The process is when you're called to do something and you don't know why and it just seems right, you know, how do you take that nugget and run with it and stand behind it. I mean, and that's that's a million talks in between, but it'll show up along the way in our conversations that I have with people. Um, so I decided that it would be apropos to just read you this little story. I think it's a great story, by the way. So it's called What Do You Do With an Idea by Kobe Yamada. You're going to hear the page turn turning, okay? So I know my sound isn't perfect, but... That's what you're going to hear. One day, I had an idea. Where did it come from? Why is it here? I wondered. What do you do with an idea? At first, I didn't think much of it. It seemed kind of strange and fragile. I didn't know what to do with it, so I just walked away from it. I acted like it didn't belong to me. But it followed me. I worried what others would think, what people would say about my idea. I kept it to myself. I hid it away and didn't talk about it. I tried to act like everything was the same as it was before my idea showed up. But there was something magical about the idea. I had to admit, I felt better and happier when it was around. And what you can't see is this little egg with legs and a crown on. I think that's the idea. It wanted food. It wanted to play. Actually, it wanted a lot of attention. It grew bigger, and we became friends. I showed it to other people, even though I was afraid of what they would say. I was afraid that if people saw it, they would laugh at it. I was afraid they would think it was silly, and many of them did. They said it was no good. They said it was too weird. They said it was a waste of time and that it would never become anything. And at first I believed them. I actually thought about giving up on my idea. I almost listened to them. But then I realized, what do they really know? This is my idea, I thought. No one knows it like I do. And it's okay if it's different and weird and maybe a little crazy. I decided to protect it, to care for it, and I fed it good food. I worked with it. I played with it. But most of all, I gave it my attention. And my idea grew and grew, and so did my love for it. I built a new house, one with an open roof where it could look up at the stars, a place where it could be a safe where it can be safe to dream. I liked being with my idea. It made me feel more alive, like I could do anything. It encouraged me to think big and then to think bigger. It shared its secrets with me. It showed me how to walk on my hands because it said it is good to have the ability to see things differently. I couldn't imagine my life without it. Then, one day, 
Something amazing happened. My idea changed right before my very eyes. It spread its wings, took flight, and burst into the sky. I don't know how to describe it, but it went from being here to being everywhere. It wasn't just a part of me anymore. It was now a part of everything. And then I realized what you do with an idea. You change the world. The end. So on that note, I thought it was pretty appropriate and timely and beautiful. And I hope that through these talks, um, I hope you'll laugh. (laughs) I hope you'll be inspired. And I hope you'll have the courage to go after your ideas and the things that are in your heart. Ciao for now.